Hi, welcome to Talking in Bed. I'm your host, Jen, and this is an opinion-based podcast. I share my thoughts about whatever's on my mind, and sometimes you might disagree with my opinion, or you might think I'm misinformed or ill-informed. If you ever feel frustrated by that, just remember that this is not a research-based piece of journalism. I'm just a woman with an opinion and a microphone. Hope you enjoy! Welcome to the show. We're eating Nutella out of the jar. That's where we are at this point. It's 11 o'clock at night. I don't have work tonight. Mm. There might be some eating noises on this, but I'm going to try not to make them super gross. (laughs) Like really like wet or something. My <laughs> my voice just went into a different dimension when I said that. <laughs> um, it's actually kind of distracting to try and eat and talk at the same time. Uh, I'm just uh, I've been having just a tough couple of weeks. I've been stressed. There's been just things, just family things and life things. And it's been stressful. And, you know, we don't come here to talk about our stress. I'm sure you have had your own stress and your own family things and your own work stuff and relationship stuff and kids stuff and pet stuff and existential stuff. I'm sure you've had all of that. And I do think that we both need to, like, acknowledge that that is going on, that we have those stressors, even if you're not totally aware of it, right? (laughs) That's the point of saying we need to be aware of it. You know, sometimes there's a program running in the background that you have gotten accustomed to, and you don't really realize that that stress is operating, in the background because you're used to it or you have learned to cope with it and sometimes you have to learn to cope with things and other times you know sometimes the moment comes where you become alarmingly aware of something that's been going on for a long time and you kind of think how did how did things get this far And it's because you learn to cope with it, so you quieted down the stress of it to live your life, and now things have snowballed. I've been there a million times in my life. Uh, And, you know, I, um, it's not that I don't want to do this podcast, I I do. It's that I um I don't always, you know, there are things I want to work on that take a little while to work on and taking, you know, staying focused and accomplishing a task is not a skill that I have learned to develop in my life. It really takes a lot of um it takes a lot of 
circumstances in order for me to actually follow through on something. I've got very, very poor follow through. And, um, and I'm very like, I hem and haw a lot. You know, I, uh, I see the, the pros and the cons to both sides because I'm a very big picture person, but sometimes that leaves me paralyzed by indecision. And I'm sure, I'm sure you've got your own kind of, I, are those flaws? I guess they're, they're certainly things that make my life harder. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, I don't know that they're flaws per se. I'm sure that you've got personality traits that make your life. Oh God. Sorry. <sighs> that make your life trickier. Maybe you're stubborn or you're very introverted. Uh, maybe you're too much of a, you know, a type A kind of person or you can't say no. Even though they do, it, it, what's funny is that the kind of person who said, who can't say no is the kind of person who's always saying yes. But the funny thing is that the idea of being a yes person, it is kind of seen as a positive thing. Like, oh, they really are like open to experiences. They say yes to things. And then being a no person is seen as a negative thing. On the flip side, I guess being a yes person has two meanings, right? Like you can be somebody who follows around, like a sycophant, somebody who follows around a powerful person and just says yes to everything they say, like even if it's a dumb idea. That's funny that there's kind of like two meanings to being a, that's sort of <laughs> three different personalities, but only two phrases. Being a yes person can be two different things. And then being a no person is seen as a negative thing, but it's essentially being a yes person in the sense not in the sycophantic sense, but in the sense that you're supposedly open to things. And in this time of people, you know, talking about boundaries a lot and setting boundaries, I guess a lot of what setting boundaries is, is really getting to know yourself, right? Like, so for me to not make for me to not promise to others that I will be able to do something that requires follow through when that's really not a, a skill that I have developed at this point in my life, as I said. So it's really saying no to preserve, you know, to save both of us time and frustration, right? That's just my personal hill to climb I guess I know that other people have other hills to climb um if you're not from like New England I would assume New England but 
maybe it's just a New York thing. The uh, the the sound at the beginning of the episode. Those are they're spring peepers. They're little frogs that like expand their throat into like a bubble almost, and they make this little. It's almost like a guinea pig noise, isn't it? That's my guinea pig noise. <laughs> it's a little more shrill than a peeper, I guess. And where I grew up, there was a big pond uh, like that covered the whole neighborhood, the length of the neighborhood. And so in the summertime, I mean, it was like a total sound bath almost of crickets and peepers and bullfrogs out outside um and so that sound is very kind of it really calms me like immediately because it transports me to sort of being you know uh any age really you know growing up but let's say 11 uh, and lying in bed at night in the summertime. I never had air conditioning in my room as a kid. Uh, for various reasons. I mean, you're not really supposed to sleep with air conditioning on. It's That's why people get sick in the summertime. You know, it's just too much air conditioning. Um, and, but I guess if it was... It was really hot at night. I guess we would have slept like in the living room with the AC on. But I I didn't have air conditioning as a kid. But I don't remember. I, uh, well, it's hard. What do I rem I'm going to remember <laughs> every summer night of my childhood right now when I call upon that question. It's not likely, right? You know that feeling when you have like very clear whatever you have very like specific tastes in like movies or music or tv shows and somebody's like what's your favorite xyz and your brain is like i don't know i've never heard a song watched a movie or a tv show <laughs> it's just like nothing zero for whatever reason your brain tends to like draw a real blank when it is questioned it kind of makes you wonder how people how, like, eyewitnesses to things can recall stuff. Although, I guess recalling a, a traumatic event that you witnessed is really singed into your brain. Whereas um, remembering something kind of vague and not very... Uh, important to your survival like your favorite song by a certain artist that's uh you know I guess your brain is just less it's not ready with that information do you know what I mean <laughs> like your brain is going to be ready with the traumatic stuff but the stuff that's kind of just something that your brain enjoys it's not going to have that kind of ready to, oh, here you go, ma'am. Here it is, you know. It's got a, it's, I like to think of my brain as having, um, 
like all these workers in it uh and you know there's like a night shift and a day shift and um when I'm trying to think of something I I picture it's boxes it's not a very like up-to-date space so they have a lot of like boxes with really old boxes like the kind that have the uh the fake wood paneling look to it like it's just cardboard but it looks like it's fake wood paneling and they're kind of like rifling through files and documents like oh my god oh my god where was that thing where was that movie that she watched all those years ago you know um what kind of sounds remind you of your childhood summer winter what noises make you think of being a kid it's a very relaxing noise for me actually this afternoon we had a a thunderstorm which is quite unusual here I have to say I don't really understand the climate of Germany necessarily um in as I don't understand it like as innately as I would New York climate um but thunderstorms are fairly unusual here and we had a thunderstorm this afternoon and um I recorded like maybe 10 minutes of it but the recording is very quiet I mean I practically had the microphone sticking out the window for part of it and um I don't know I just didn't get the sound I had to jack up the volume and this you know, podcast is already so quiet that I don't need to introduce more quiet uh, things. Um, <clears throat> in the last episode, my my mic wasn't working, but my husband he tinkered around with it. He just got a new. He picked up a different wire, basically, <laughs> and that worked. Oh my god, I'm getting so tired now. Ah! Sorry, I just screamed that yawn into the microphone. <laughs> I wanted to... T- there were two things that I kind of wanted... Well, there were a couple of different, you know, in-the-moment thoughts that I had about what I could talk about. And um, maybe... I don't know. Like, I feel drawn toward wanting to talk about productivity or, like following through basically improving your follow through but then I just feel like there's so much focus on follow through and it is important it is but it's annoying also (laughs) and then I wanted to look up like how to forgive yourself because I thought I don't know why not maybe somebody needs to hear that maybe I need to hear that And then I thought, what about, uh, like, looking up how to, I don't know, relax or something? And then I thought, what if we did German or Italian? You know, I've got a lot of different kind of thoughts in my head. There's different, there's there's different visual things that I'd like to talk about. Like, I found a really wacky Instagram account. Um, I like kind of looking up, you know, I'm not talking, I'm talking like Looney Tunes people on Instagram who just post really 
kooky, crazy stuff. I really like finding those kind of accounts. But it's really a visual thing, you know, having somebody describe an Instagram account to you, good lord, you know. That's not really ideal. So I see, you see, this is the issue with the podcast is that my I am paralyzed by indecision. So I end up not doing anything. And now the moment comes where I have some free time and kind of the mental energy to do an episode. And I spend the fif- first 15 minutes, well, not only talking about this, I talked about other stuff, but you know, it's like, I'm either rambling about things or I'm talking about what this podcast is. And it's like, this is, <laughs> this is the, the thing that will always, I'm always going to be coming back to this topic, apparently. I mean, I'm expressing myself right now. That is something I discovered. This podcast is about self-expression. Uh, it's not really an advice, not an advice podcast, you know. It's not, uh, it doesn't have one clear topic that it's going to talk about movies or TV shows or books or something. It's really all over the place. Like, like me. <laughs> um... But you know, I listen. I I watch a lot of content as do mo- uh, as do most people. <laughs> and um, you know, other people are just they're so straight to the point. Do they edit out the rambling? I just can't believe that somebody sits down to make a half an hour YouTube video where they, like, whatever, make funny jokes about a movie, a bad movie they watched, and there's no rambling? I can't conceive of that. Let me tell you something. If you've never had a microphone in your hands and recorded yourself talking, the... the a desire to just say what is on your mind is so compelling and I don't know I guess it is different for people other people are much more focused I'm not saying I'm like oh I'm the I'm the least focused person in the world and uh everybody else I understand that you know, this is a this is a personality type. Being unfocused is a personality type. I I get that. It's just, oh my god. Now I'm really getting tired. Oh. Gosh, is it discouraging to take in so much like content by? People who I I keep having to remind myself that the people that I watch are normal people too. You know, they weren't born into having a million people watch their YouTube videos. I toy with the idea of doing YouTube because I watch so much of it. But I can't, I, if I can barely keep together doing a podcast where I do zero editing... How do you think I'm going to manage a YouTube channel? I'm going to have shitty camera quality. 
it's just going to be me talking in front of a camera that's so boring. It's just, uh, I don't know. I guess I feel maybe a little bit stuck. You know, every time there's kind of a lull, I feel like I I feel like every time there's a lull in in me putting out episodes for whatever reason, I end up coming back on here just to talk because I feel like I want to put something out and it's this unfocused thing whereas like in the last episode I just picked something and I talked about it and um I don't know yeah I mean I I liked the last episode I I felt like it was very different I don't know if that's a good thing but I felt like it was very different and um, I had fun doing it. I would like to do another one like that. Um, I would be fine if that were like a theme. I just can't come up with anything like in the moment. And I feel very self-conscious right now about what I'm doing because I realize that I, I really don't have any kind of like a plan what I have is how to forgive yourself. That's the site that I pulled up. That's it. Maybe we'll just look at that. That's what I pulled up. Maybe we'll just learn how to forgive ourselves today. Okay? Because I feel like I want to talk about something. I don't think that everybody wants to do Italian again. <laughs> so let's just learn how to forgive ourselves today. Okay? And I'm going to forgive myself. <laughs> For being kind of a scattered person who has very poor follow through. Okay? So take this moment right now to like think about something that you want to forgive yourself for. And maybe something doesn't come like right to the top of your mind. Is that a thing? You know, it doesn't like, it's not like, oh yeah, I got it right away. Maybe it'll come through as we talk about it, you know. Um, that's fine too, but, you know, maybe you have like a thing where you can just, there might be a thing where you're not sure how you feel about it, okay? And maybe it's still gnawing at you for whatever reason, and maybe forgiving yourself is the way to go. We'll see. So this is an article from Very Well Mind, and um, I'm not starting at the top of it. We're just skipping ahead to how to forgive yourself. Self-forgiveness is not about letting yourself off the hook, nor is it a sign of weakness. The act of forgiveness, whether you are forgiving yourself or someone who has wronged you, does not suggest that you are condoning the behavior. Forgiveness means that you accept the behavior, you accept what has happened, and you are willing to move past it and move on with your life without ruminating over past events that cannot be changed. One therapeutic approach to self-forgiveness suggests that four key actions can be helpful. 
the four R's of self-forgiveness, responsibility, remorse, restoration, renewal. Accept responsibility. Forgiving yourself is about more than just putting the past behind you and moving on. It is about accepting what has happened and showing compassion to yourself. That can be very hard to really, like, to be as compassionate to yourself as you are to the people that you love, you know. Facing what you have done or what has happened is the first step toward self-forgiveness. It's also the hardest step. It can also be hard to be compassionate toward yourself, not just because of how compassionate you might be toward the people you love, but also because of how judgmental you might be to the people that you love or the people that you don't love. So you might be as judgmental of yourself, right? Uh... If you have been making excuses, rationalizing, or justifying your actions in order to make them seem acceptable, it is time to face up and accept what you have done. By taking responsibility and accepting that you have engaged in actions that have hurt others, you can avoid negative emotions such as excessive regret or guilt. Express remorse. As a result of taking responsibility, you may experience a range of negative feelings, including guilt and shame. And sometimes you stay in the guilt and shame neighborhood for a long time. When you've done something wrong, it's completely normal, even healthy, to feel guilty about it. These feelings of guilt and remorse can serve as a springboard to positive behavior change. While guilt implies that you're a good person who did something bad, shame makes you see yourself as a bad person. This can bring up feelings of worthlessness, which, left unresolved, can lead to addiction, depression, and aggression. Understand that making mistakes that, make you, feel uh, that you feel guilty about does not make you a bad person or undermine your intrinsic value. I'm going to read that again. Understand that making mistakes that you feel guilty about does not make you a bad person or undermine your intrinsic value. Repair the damage and restore trust. Making amends is an important part of forgiveness, even when the person you are forgiving is yourself. Just as you might not forgive someone else until they've made it up to you in some way, forgiving yourself is more likely to stick when you feel like you've earned it. I feel like I'm not totally taking these words in because I'm reading it, you know. Just as you might not forgive someone else until they've made it up to you in some way, forgiving yourself is more likely to stick when you feel like you've earned it. One way to move past your guilt is to take action to rectify your mistakes. Apologize if it is called for and look for ways that you can make it up to whomever you have hurt. It may seem as if this portion of the process benefits only the person you've harmed, but there's something in it for you as well. Fixing your mistakes means you'll never have to wonder if you could have done more. 
Focus on renewal. Everyone makes mistakes and has things for which they feel sorry or regretful. Falling into the trap of rumination, self-hatred, or even pity can be damaging and make it difficult to maintain your self-esteem and motivation. Forgiving yourself often requires finding a way to learn from the experience and grow as a person. To do this, you need to understand why you behaved the way you did and why you feel guilty. What steps can you take to prevent the same behaviors again in the future? Yes, you might have messed up, but it was a learning experience that can help you make better choices in the future. The thing is, when I read this kind of stuff, it's very um, clinical. You know, we don't... I don't know what mistake you have in mind. You don't know what mistake I have in mind. We have no concept of how big of a mistake are we talking? How small of a mistake are we talking? So it is a little bit hard to, you know, this is very, I would call this cliche advice. And the reason it's cliche is not because it's bad in a sense, it's, how can you offer blanket advice when the range and color of mistakes can be so wide and varying? You know, I feel like I need the writer to sort of upfront be like, this advice works for these kinds of mistakes. And it doesn't work for these kinds of mistakes. I guess even really horrible people might have to come to terms with what they've done. Or, you know, someone who's not horrible but they've done something horrible. You know. It's tricky. It sure is tricky. Limitations. While self-forgiveness is a powerful practice, it's important to recognize that this model is not intended for people who unfairly blame themselves for something they aren't responsible for. People who have suffered abuse, trauma, or loss, for example, may feel shame and guilt even though they had no control. They can, this can be particularly true when people feel they should have been able to predict and therefore avoid a negative outcome, an example of what is known as the hindsight bias. Benefits. The standard axiom within psychology has been that forgiveness is a good thing and that it conveys a number of benefits, whether you have experienced a minor slight or have suffered a much more serious grievance. This includes both forgiving others as well as yourself. Mental health, letting go and offering yourself forgiveness can help boost your feelings of wellness and improve your image of yourself. My therapist, year, years ago when I started seeing him and I might have said something like, I wish I could let it go, he really considers this like a just a terrible phrase basically because it it by um, situates it in such a way that it seems like it's your fault that you are still affected by something 
because you can't, quote unquote, just let it go, right? It, and he'll often say, I don't, if you said something like, I don't know why I'm doing this to myself, he would say, well, are you doing it to yourself or is it being done to you? Meaning that there are often mechanisms inside of you for whatever reason, you know, your life story has put certain mechanisms in you uh, that m might not let go of a particular event, you know, might hold on to it. And, you know, uh, uh, the intellectual side of you might be ready to move on, but there's another part of you that's not ready, you know. So don't feel like you have to, quote unquote, just let anything go, because sometimes parts of you are ready and parts of you aren't parts of you are still holding on to that whatever that is something you did something someone else did you know numerous studies have demonstrated that when people practice self-forgiveness they experience lower levels of depression and anxiety similarly self-compassion is associated with higher levels of success productivity focus and concentration Physical health. The act of forgiveness can also positively impact your physical health. Research shows that forgiveness can improve cholesterol levels, reduce bodily pain and blood pressure, and lower your risk of a heart attack. <laughs> they do have a footnote for that. I just feel like that's really a suspicious thing to say. <laughs> How can he just say that? I guess we'd have to read the study, right? It's just like, okay, wow. <laughs> I guess, you know, it's it, the tricky thing with forgiving yourself is like, I, I personally struggle with like, well, am I just being egotistical? You know, like I did something really asinine and I'm like, oh, I forgive myself. I'm going to practice compassion on myself. It's like, sometimes... I don't know. I, I mean, but then on the flip side, it's like, well, what are you going to do? Like, you're stuck with you, you know? <laughs> you can't get rid of you. So you do kind of have to be nice to yourself. You know, even when you're an asshole. And, and the, I guess the idea is if you are nicer to yourself, maybe you'll be less of an asshole, right? Relationships. Having a compassionate and forgiving attitude toward yourself is also a critical component of successful relationships. Being able to forge close emotional bonds with other people is important, but so is the ability to repair those bonds when they become fraught or damaged. One study found that both parties benefit from the offending partner showing self-forgiveness. Specifically, I said specifically, not specifically. Both partners tended to feel more relationship satisfaction and have fewer negative thoughts about each other as a result of genuine self-forgiveness. Like if you're beating yourself up about something that you said to your partner and your partner still kind of heard about it and you are kind of haranguing, maybe you're haranguing them like, 
let it go. You know, can't we get over it? Let's move on. Because it makes you feel bad, right? So you don't want to have to deal with the guilt and the shame of having hurt somebody that you love. So you kind of like just want them, you want that forgiveness from them, but you kind of have to give it to yourself first. And that's, that's very hard to do. But I see what they're saying, you know, like it can make a situation better if you're not asking your partner, your partner is dealing with their own pain if you did something to them, right? Or your mom, or your kid, or whatever, you know. And you you kind of have to, like, take care of yourself first. And then deal with the relationship, you know. So what is it that makes self-forgiveness so difficult at times? Why do people often continue to punish and berate themselves, often rel- uh, over relatively minor mistakes? Engaging in actions that are not in line with our own values or self-beliefs can lead to feelings of guilt and regret or worse, self-loathing. Some people are just naturally more prone to rumination, which can make it easier to dwell on negative feelings. You're at the rumination station over here with me. The fact that self-forgiveness involves acknowledging wrongdoing and admitting that you might need to change can make the process more challenging. Lastly, people who are not yet ready to change may find it harder to truly forgive themselves. Instead of admitting they might need to change, they might engage in a sort of self... uh, Instead of admitting they might need to change, they might engage... I think it's those two mites that keeps throwing me off. In a sort of pseudo self-forgiveness by simply overlooking or excusing their behavior. I mean, this is a good article. It is covering stuff that I'm kind of thinking of, like, what if it's just being egotistical? They're kind of covering that. That's pseudo self-forgiveness. It's not really confronting that you hurt somebody and that you feel guilty about it. Potential drawbacks. While self-forgiveness is generally thought of as a positive action that can help restore the sense of self, there is also research indicating that it can sometimes have a detrimental effect. The major pitfall of self-forgiveness is that it can sometimes reduce empathy for those who have been hurt by your actions. Although self-forgiveness often relieves feelings of guilt, there are times this inward focus may make it more difficult to identify with others. You can avoid this by consciously practicing empathy with those who have been affected by your actions. A word from very well. Forgiving people who have hurt you can be challenging, but forgiving yourself can be just as difficult. It is important to remember that learning how to forgive yourself is not a one-size-fits-all process. It is never simple or easy, but working on this form of self-compassion can convey a number of possible health benefits. In addition to reducing stress, depression, and anxiety, self-forgiveness can also have positive effects on your physical health and relationships. That was actually a surprisingly good article. I didn't have high expectations for it. Um, But I definitely feel like something I've been finding really helpful is when I get really mixed up in my 
emotions in my head, it helps me to um, think about the fact that everybody goes through those things. So like I was saying at the beginning, like everybody has these kind of personality quirks that make it difficult for you know, that they feel frustrated with themselves. Like, everybody feels frustrated with themselves. And I don't mean that in a glib way. I mean that literally every person on Earth has elements of their personality that they wish were different. That is a true statement for everyone who is sort of, you know, highly conscientious of their uh, emotions and their thoughts and how their actions affect other their actions and their words affect other people I realize there are people on this planet who are not in that um, state of mind maybe that's a good way to put it uh, where they don't have the capability to be aware of that kind of stuff Obviously, I'm not talking about those kind of people. Um, but it, it helps me to process who I am and why I am the way I am if I understand that while the particular things that are that hold me back might be different for other people, I'm certainly not the only person who feels the way I feel. If memes have taught us anything, if meme culture has taught us anything, it's that really a lot of the things that we think and feel are very universal experiences. And I have to say that for all of the negative elements of the internet, that's actually a really positive one in my eyes is um that you see like these memes that come up where like it's such a niche feeling about something and like you know it has a million likes or upvotes or shares or whatever or retweets i think that's incredible and i think it's a very powerful message is that um we're we're all like working on ourselves you know now I'm gonna make myself cry <laughs> um well I I feel really happy with that I don't want to like <clears throat> blabber on too much you know because <laughs> I feel like that was okay that was a good I'm glad that I that I read that article I'm glad that we read it together. I hope that you found it helpful. If you did, write to me and let me know. My email is in the description. If you want to. Otherwise, I hope that it was just, I don't know, enlightening for you. Maybe it was a Google search that you wouldn't have done. But, like, for whatever reason, it just was the right Google search for today, you know. Um, I hope you have a great evening, night, morning, afternoon, 
wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this. I hope that you hear a sound today that really soothes you. That would be my wish for you, that you hear a soothing sound. Or some that some sense of yours is soothed and that you can, like, forgive yourself for, or whatever, you know, at least begin the journey of starting to forgive yourself for various things. <laughs> um, okay, well, thank you for listening, as always. I have no idea when the next episode will be or what it will be about. It's as much a surprise for you as it is for me. Okay. Um, Bye. 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 Talk to you later.